0: What is up good people? Welcome back to the highly productive podcast with your friend Chase. Today, I've got a killer interview, guys, with this CEO. His name is Chris Dreesen. He's the CEO of Slang Worldwide, aka Open Vapes. If you have any experience in the cannabis industry whatsoever, I'm telling you, you will recognize this brand. Open, they've been making cartridges from pretty much from the jump of cannabis legalization and man they've come a long way it's really cool to kind of pull pull back the curtains a little bit uh, see exactly how this company got there and why they're doing what they're doing man they're making some amazing products I'm super grateful for my relationship with Silverstem and you know our working relationship with open as well I get to witness firsthand the quality of these products they're shipping out daily without further ado guys check it out Chris from slang worldwide aka open vapes
1: down to my we'll place take a video. you said here <laughs> that works for me man So right. you know what i'll probably go in over here since john's
0: we're being covid conscious that's what it is
1: that's super covid conscious i love it well, awesome distance
0: that's right sweet i appreciate your accommodation man and i really do appreciate your time chris
1: No problem, Chase. Appreciate the opportunity. And like I said, uh, before we got started, Silverstem is some of our, our longest and oldest friends in Colorado. So man, we love working with you guys and and just appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: Oh, for sure, man. I've, I've enjoyed working with them in the past year and a half for sure. Uh, I've shopped a lot of places around here. I've done some business with a lot of different companies and, um, I'm definitely grateful to be there for sure, for certain, um, so, welcome Hello. to the highly productive podcast, Mr. Chris. Uh, I've got Chris. He's the CEO of Organa Brands, um, also known as Open here in Colorado. <laughs> Uh, but you guys you guys are not just in Colorado, is that right, Chris?
1: That's right. So it's actually it's slang worldwide, and slang is the PubCo, which bought Organa brands back in January of 2019. Uh, but to your point, Chase, you're right. So we're in now 16 different markets, uh 14 wow. states, Puerto Rico and Canada. And our little old vape pen brand, Open, has now grown into six different brands covering everything from concentrates to edibles to pills of course vape with open and firefly uh and then we even do some uh, distribution of flower products uh for brands like cookies which you may have heard of so uh, oh, yeah. yeah man our little uh, our little company the could's getting bigger and better all the time yeah
0: that's awesome i even seen that you guys have some uh, like dabable live resin too you know um the gyro i think it's called
1: yeah you got it right man we went into live resin here in colorado gosh, maybe six months ago or so, middle of 2020. So a long time coming, but yeah, we've got a hydrocarbon facility up in Boulder. So we're doing live resin pens now with OPEN. We're doing baked gyro uh, through baked concentrates and uh, yeah, you know, things are moving right along and man, that terpy delicious coming out of that facility in Boulder. So yeah, we're very much in the live resin space now.
0: Awesome, man. We'll have, we'll have a little bit of time, man. I want to definitely talk about, uh, you know, OPEN's products and, you know, the Progression of the cartridge for sure, man. It's been, I know when I first picked up one of those you guys' cartridges, probably, I don't know, eight years ago vastly different from now you know from what they look like now you it bet. Like...
1: yeah i mean the technology is so much different the science and extraction refining distillation how are you fraction off and, and and preserving and then reintroducing terpenes everything from botanicals to cannabis cannabis derived to uh, you know like i said live resin so certainly there's been an evolution there and uh, but still the same brand still number 1 in Colorado and that's largely due to you know working with great folks like yourself in Silverstem so uh just really grateful to be in Colorado and 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 be still be rocking
0: awesome man yeah yeah and we're we're definitely we're smitten with you know the partnership that we have with you guys you guys process some of our flour there at Silverstem too and Um, our, our patients really love it over there. I know that.
1: Oh man, Um, I I can tell you, I love it. You know, I, like I said, friends with, with, uh, with the ownership over at Silver Stem and, uh, man, uh, snow Cap, snow cone. I think it's Tangy Frost, if I'm recalling correctly. Oh
0: yeah. Blue Dream Uh, or Indica Dominant Blue Dream. Those are my jams. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a pretty cool, um, operation that we have at partnership for sure, man. Um, so Chris, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, man, kind of like what led you here. I know it's been a long, I mean, you know, um, you're a little older than myself now, but, uh, you know, what, what, you started in North Texas. I think I seen that you went to school in North Texas. That's that's my stomping grounds.
1: Oh yeah, where are you from?
0: Yeah, Wichita Falls, Texas, man. Oh, no right way. up the street.
1: Right up the yeah. street. In fact, our VP of Sales played uh, soccer at Midwestern. So, oh uh, yeah, we are we are familiar with Wichita Falls, and you know, you hit the nail on that. I was actually born in Dallas, raised in Arlington. Uh originally went to Texas Tech until they uh invited me not to come back. but uh, I got got my got my life back together and finished up in Denton at the University of North Texas. But yeah, we uh I'm through Wichita Falls all the time. My in laws live in Weatherford, so every time we go down to see my wife's folks, we uh we drive right through Wichita Falls. So good to talk to another fellow Texan.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um I I I miss it. I miss my family out there, but man, I'm glad to be in Colorado. I'll say
1: that. No doubt about that, my friend. I'm always happy to see family. My folks actually just recently moved up here, uh, but you hit the nail on the head. You know, always nice to go see family down there, but I'm always thankful uh, when we get back here, and, and very blessed to call this place home.
0: Awesome, man. So, um, what 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 led you into the, the cannabis industry, I know you guys started, you guys really early in the industry, right? I mean, 2009,
1: 10? 10. 10, yeah. You know, originally there was a a, a group, you know, a, a gentleman named Tim Cullen and Ralph Morgan started a business called uh, Organa Labs, which uh, to my knowledge is the longest continuously operated licensed CO2 extraction facility in the country. Uh, they're blowing oil right now, still to this day. So they got into awesome. it early on. That was 2010. Uh, and frankly, you know, the next two years after that were were not real good. You know, the oil back then was super dark. People didn't right. know what CO2 oil was. The hardware was terrible. It failed mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And, you know, and it was just, look, it was just very avant-garde. And back then, nobody knew what a lot of those products were, certainly what they were be- destined to become. So fast forward a couple of years, OPEN was born. Few other folks came into the fold um you know from an ownership perspective and and kind of water found its level and we found lightning in a bottle we're the first company to mass produce and scale a vape pen and to your point way back then you know it was very different than than of course what it is today but still the same brand still going strong still number one in colorado
0: yeah, man. And I, I thought it was really cool to start seeing you guys brands popping up in other states. You know, I've done some traveling in Nevada and you know, um, even Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma you guys have started in too, right? You
1: bet. And it's wild, man. So we used to say it a lot, but uh whether you're in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, or Portland, Jamaica Open opens your side piece right there with you. So really fortunate. Like like I said, now we're in uh, 14 states, Canada, Puerto Rico. Open has since become the second best selling cannabis brand of all time of any brand. So really fortunate for that. And, you know, just a testament again to the great people we've got working here and the great partnerships we have with folks like yourself
0: absolutely man how many employees are you sitting at now
1: about 130 you know and that changes you know fairly often as we start acquiring more businesses businesses and new states so but right now right around 130. man i'll never forget when i first walked into what is now our old office you're here with us now in our corporate headquarters downtown but our old office was not too far from here in the golden triangle and when i walked in there was two or three people and it was about a six or seven thousand square foot space and i said why the hell is there so much space for only you know just a handful of people and then you know fast forward a few years that place was busting at the seams so we moved into mm-hmm. this beautiful space we have now so just just signs, sign of the times and sign of growth
0: it is beautiful man it kind of reminds me of uh, i think it was uh, entertainment 720 on parks and recreation <laughs> it's beautiful man i i really like it
1: <coughs> thank you very much
0: yeah of course um so uh you know i wanted to talk about a little bit you said the open um you know, was introduced there for a while. When did you guys start to introduce that, that super critical CO2? So that, you know, where you guys are. So that was 2010
1: and then open the brand itself. At first it was called meta vape. Uh, You know, of course everything was medical back then. And uh, again, super kind of ahead of its time and man mm-hmm. you think back on it now we actually have a few of those old cartridges or products that we've kept basically in a time capsule floating around here and every now and then we'll look at one and be like <laughs> right <laughs> not not what uh not what i'm doing today by any means but yeah it was called MetaVape. and then in 2012 open was born uh and it just took off like wildfire you know and, and at the time It just didn't exist. And if you'll remember when you first put a vape pit in your hand, it was like showing people fire for the first time. You know, it was like, what? There's weed in here and you can't smell it and you can't really see it. Like, man, I'm sold. Uh, You know, and obviously Mm -hmm. it's advanced quite a bit since then. But uh, yeah, our little old roots right back here to Denver, Colorado.
0: Yeah, man. Thank God. Thank God you guys are back, man. Uh, I really enjoy you guys brand. Uh, And, you know, one of the things that you guys really do, that's that's cool for the patients, too. And I know that you'll be switching it up. But um, you you guys were doing a loyal point program, like basically get free cartridges, buy one, get
1: one, all kind of cool stuff. You got it, man. So we're I mean, look, you know, the lifeblood of what we do is the consumer. So, you know, we've got six brands. Now we put over a quarter billion servings into the market. Uh, This past year. So it's an incredible opportunity, but also an incredible responsibility to look out for those that are looking out for us. So, you know, more so Mm -hmm. than just the safety and efficacy of our products, but it really comes down to. You know what? What's the experience you have? What's the consistency? What's the availability of the product? So a lot of good people here working hard, both in the back of the house at the lab, front of the house. You know, sales, marketing, brand staff that you guys work with. Everybody comes together to really uh, give the bring this brand to life. And man, consumers are at the heart of that.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Teamwork is important, man. There's just so much to do. I'm sure I am preaching to the choir here, but there's just so much to do. And so little time in the day, man, you have to have those people that you can count on, um, to bring that product to the, like you said, to the consumer. Um, something you said, Chris earlier, man, that kind of caught my attention. Um, I like to talk about things like obstacles in people's lives and, uh, Obviously, you know, people come through those stronger. I like to think a lot of people do. Um, you mentioned something about your time at Texas Tech, man. Would you, would you mind? Obviously, you, you made it through that, that point in your life, and, um, you know, I'd just like to kind of ask you about that if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I think it could be.
1: You bet. You know, I mean, I, to what it really boils down to was I uh, just had some growing up to do. So it was drinking mm-hmm. too much, having too much. All right, Chase, you there?
0: Yes, sir. Hey, business calls, man.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, no sweat. Sorry about that. All right. So, yeah, you know, you had asked kind of about my journeys at uh, Texas Tech and really just in college in general and uh, some of the trials and tribulations I faced there. But short, long story short was just hadn't grown up quite enough. Leaving high school was still very much a, a party kid, not taking my responsibility seriously. Uh, got into drinking too much, not going mm-hmm. to class enough, and ended up, you know, the tech basically said, hey, you need to sit out a semester. So I came back to Arlington, ended up going to the University of North Texas, which is where I faced my biggest challenge. I ended up going to uh, spending a little bit of time uh, in the Denton County Jail for cannabis possession, of all things. And Of course. Well, of course. I mean, you know, in Texas, obviously, they don't take too kindly to that. And I'll tell you the biggest the biggest lesson I learned there You know, I was fortunate to have parents that supported me and was able to, you know, hire a a proper attorney and kind of go through the whole motions. But ended up, you know, that I've got, you know, spent about four months in, uh, in the county jail there. My senior year of college, I was supposed to graduate and ultimately ended up not graduating until the following year. But the thing that really stood out to me when I was there and when I went through that experience was first and foremost, you know, my own immaturity. But second of all. I watched all these kids, generally, you know, black and brown, just get the book thrown at them, man, for 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 having a pocket full of medicine mm-hmm. and just have their lives ruined, uh, and not have the means to be able to fight back in a you know in a proper way via an attorney. And people that had done literally the exact same thing that I had done re- receive infinitely you know worse sentences, and that always stuck out to me as. It's bullshit, man. That's just wrong. It so is part part of my my fight here. Obviously, is to build a business and do right by everybody around us, our shareholders included. But part of it is a little bit to to make this plant more mainstream. So, in my own little way, I can stop those injustices from happening because they were, they were. It's always stuck with me, man. It's just never set right with me.
0: Yeah, you know it's sad, and it's it's very similar. I've I've witnessed some very similar situations, like like what you just mentioned there, you know, and uh, kind of similar to mine. you know, I, I, right out of high school, I joined the fire department. I actually I joined I was a correctional officer at a Texas in uh, a Texas prison, and then I joined the fire department, but. Uh, you got to I'd see that. I'd have man, never
1: pegged it. Now look how far you've come, man. That's crazy. right. I was the, a CEO, from, man. From the chain to campuses, CEO. I cannot believe it. Oh, right. On,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's um, it, it was a it was a cool journey, man. And I, I really love the the fire department aspect of it, man. But like you said, you know, being in in Louisiana, they they really a lot of my captains, uh, you know, and and people that had been there for a while, seen a lot of stuff. They were dealing with their stress and their their issues with with alcohol and pills and you know, and some people unfortunately dealt with it with you know with suicide man it is, it's yeah. sad you know
1: absolutely
0: like you said that's kind of part of my journey that's part of my inspiration for coming to toward colorado and trying to make this this plant a little more mainstream um but what you said about you know about this industry and to follow up is there something that you do as far as charity
1: um we do. You know, each of our brands has a, a cause, more or less. We do a couple things. So, from a brand perspective, they each have a cause, and we support, support everything from things like the Last Prisoner Project with OPEN. You know, OPEN mm-hmm. is the original cannabis pen, so we look out for the OGs that paved the way to, to allow us, frankly, to be sitting here having this conversation. So, that's a, mm-hmm. a group near and dear to us. We support veterans groups uh, as well. We support LGBTQ causes with our district Edibles brand and every June uh, with Pride. Um, So a lot of things we do that are brand cause-focused or uh, or cause-related. And then we also do some things internally just as a company. We allow uh, two volunteers every quarter in our core businesses really in Colorado or in Oregon where most of our staff is, and those employees can pick any charity they'd like. And it can be anything from Food Bank of the Rockies, where I'll be volunteering my time next week, to... Denver parks and rec or any, it can be whatever cause is near and dear to our employees heart. And we always put something out where, Hey, you can simply go donate your money if that's what you'd like to do. But it's always important to us that we go donate our time. You know, that's a lot awesome, of people man. can give money. We want to give our time because time's something, you, you know, you can never get back. So we do quite a bit actually for uh, philanthropic causes, which, Hey man, we want to do well and, and, and do by, by doing well for others.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's, that's really, um, that really resonates with me, you know, because here I am, I've just kind of put, started to put my quarterly goals out for, you know, myself and my staff at the store and, you know, charity and something along that giving back and, uh, giving some people our time, you know, just our patients here shopping with us for the past year through this, through this crazy pandemic, you know, uh, I appreciate that, you know, and I know my staff does as well. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we've been kind of putting on the map, uh, or putting on the agenda for this, uh, this year as well, as far as, you know, that charitable, just for me as a person, you know, outside of Silverstem, I'm going to keep, you know, trying to get involved with their charity charitable philanthropic, um, ventures as well. But, you know, I definitely, um, I'm glad that you mentioned that man, because that's really, that's really cool as a company that you guys take that, that, pride in that you know that pa- y'all have passion for it and that means a lot
1: yeah it just feels good man you know on top of that it's the right thing to do i don't think anybody would disagree that we are ultra privileged i mean who would have thought it man obviously i'm a little older than you, but- when we were kids, who would have thunk, you know, growing up in Texas, that we'd be sitting here talking cannabis in a beautiful facility in downtown Denver, Colorado, <laughs> having the success that both of our firms have had. And and man, I don't take that lightly. You know, it's been a long, hard road for a lot of folks. Look, you've still got a lot of people all over this country that are serving hard time, life in some cases, for doing something that we're making a great living off of. So I think mm-hmm. it's absolutely imperative that we give back <laughs> and that we continue to try to fight the those injustices until until they're gone
0: i completely agree man it was it's kind of funny because my brother kind of i always i never believed him when he, he always kind of was the, the the lost one so to speak so he always liked <laughs> to try out you know a little extra drink and smoking weed was his thing so i was always kind of against it you know and i always never believed him he said it's gonna be legal one day and i just never believed it
1: you know <laughs> but, it's interesting when i got arrested in denton uh i uh I'll spare you the long detail of the whole story, but I had a similar uh, quote to the officer at the time that, of course, got written in the, you know, the little log of stuff that they keep or whatever the records. And I told him, you know, one day this is all going to be legal and we're going to look back and laugh. And I'll never forget. He turned around, kind of looked at me, (laughs) shook his head, and he said, not in Texas, son. Uh, Well, lo and (laughs) behold, it turns out we were both right.
0: Right, he might be right on that, man. Those those people that like their booze out there, those alcohol lobbyists, they man, and the, the pharmaceutical, I imagine, has their hand in it.
1: Yeah, I don't I think it's we'll... i just, you know, look. And the most recent numbers, I've got a lot of friends, of course, down there, and. A lot of friends that are politicians, you know, behind closed doors, they would tell you that it's just a matter of time. You know, it's almost exactly. 66, 65, 66 percent. So about right around two thirds that support legalization down there, but they don't have voter introduced ballot initiatives. So you can't, you know, much mm-hmm. like we here in Colorado, if you want to go put in the time, the money, the effort to go collect all the signatures to make it onto a ballot for the people to vote on whatever it is you want them to vote on, you can do that. And in Texas, that that opportunity doesn't exist. So it's been unfortunate because obviously it's politically uh, unpopular to do that down there. Every year that number gets bigger, and every year the support grows. So mm-hmm. look, man, we we will win that war of attrition. It is uh, ground and pound, and look, the will of the people in time will not be denied. Oh yeah.
0: And you know, being 10, 10 12 years into this industry already, you know, there's just the sky's the limit. There's just so much more to do, I feel. Um, you know, and along those lines of Texas, uh what what was you guys first state that you guys jumped into?
1: California, you know, uh, Colorado obviously has always been home. Uh and then uh California was the next one out of the gate. We very quickly, you know, we zigged when a lot of people zagged. We You know, Open was born in 2012, and very quickly after that, we took the show on the road. So we were licensing that brand and that opportunity and uh, uh, those businesses into other states. You know, there were people here at the time that were developing, what's the next product? What's the new thing? A beverage, a gummy, whatever. And a lot of people have had a lot of success with those things, but where a lot of our success came from was tying up and and really developing those consumer relationships in a lot of other states. So now you fast forward, I think we just did the math last night, we're in about 2,200 points of retail distribution. So, you know, and that all started with, you know, a little lab just, gosh, right, right down. Down near your Quincy store, uh, yeah, in, in Southwest Denver. So it's uh, you know obviously it's grown quite a bit since then, but that that was the roots.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, How do you guys go about, like, when you identify this state, uh, how do you go about, like, uh, the staff, um, you know, as far as, like, implementing your vision and um, establishing those standard operating procedures? I
1: imagine there's a lot of travel. You bet. And that's changed a little bit, obviously, in the COVID era, so we've kind of figured Mm -hmm. out how to do some of those things virtually. But I will tell you, it's a lot of hard work up front, a lot of due diligence on uh, the counterparties, facilities, the the leadership, the infrastructure, their access to capital, their access to cannabis, their ability to follow SOP. So you have a lot of that, mm-hmm. that work you do in the background. And once you've found that alignment in culture, that alignment in vision, generally that predisposes itself to doing good business together. So we've been fortunate that you know, when you look at some of the partners we work with across the country, it's, it's a who's who group of, of, of bringing our products to market. Folks like Canopy Growth or True Leave down in Florida. Gage Cannabis, Natural Life and Science in California, Elite Cultivation and Processing in Oklahoma, Standard Wellness in, in, in Ohio. I mean, these are, the, these are basically the, the kings and queens of cannabis in their respective part of the world. So really, mm-hmm. really fortunate to have the uh, partnership group that we do.
0: Yeah. Oklahoma is really cool too. I mean, they're one, they're just medical for now. I believe they're still working on rec, but they took off like a, like a bat out of hell, man.
1: Absolutely wild. I mean, if you haven't been to Oklahoma, it is like no other cannabis market on the planet. You know, there is gosh, I think almost 2000 dispensaries, you know, it's about half of our population here in Colorado <laughs> and they're on a billion dollar run rate. And that's really dude. Cause the you know, the barrier of entry is almost none. You know, if you got $10,000, right. like, you know, some elbow grease in a dream, you're in the cannabis. And so, yeah, you're there in Oklahoma. Right. Which is great because yeah. it gives everybody, you know, a shot. Uh, unfortunately, what it's going to lead to is a lot of oversaturation and unfortunately a lot of broken dreams. Uh, because it's, you know, it's not, uh, cannabis is not for the faint of heart. So, um, you know, we're doing great business down there with our partners elite. Um, they do a a fine job with our products. We've been selling for about six months. We're, I don't know, right around a hundred stores or so. Uh, but it's, uh, it's something else, you know, the lack of regulation there has led to a lot of innovation on how to do things, you know, maybe differently that, that regulations in that other places wouldn't allow. You know, not all of that good, but a lot of it, I think, is, you know, that freedom has invited in a new type of entrepreneur down there, particularly. And the great thing for the patient there is, I mean, it is literally on every corner. I mean, you go on a strip mall, there mm-hmm. might be four dispensers in the same strip mall. It's, it's wild.
0: Yeah, and in Oklahoma, man, there's, they're like little communities, too. So, man, you'll find groups on Facebook doing, you know... Um, Infused dinners all the time over there, man. Just as I was getting ready to leave Oklahoma uh, a couple years ago, I, I noticed that. Um, I, it was. I, cool, I man. think
1: it is too, and I think that the, the, you know the thing that I think is. Most unique outside of some of the market dynamics that are there is, you know, Oklahoma is not a traditionally very progressive place. So, you know, it's deep crimson Mm -hmm. red as far as their political affiliations, but yet they've rallied around this plant. They've accepted this plant. Mm -hmm. It's become part of their life. And guess what? The walls are still standing. The world hasn't blown up. Uh, And I think a lot of those folks, you know, even even being very conservative, have said, you know what, cannabis is okay. And I think that's a bit a big shift for the plant in general. And you've seen that now manifest itself. Look at this last election cycle. You know, South Dakota, they said, heck with medical. We don't even need it. We're going straight wreck and uh, you know the and then mississippi says hey, you know what we're getting into the medical program so when you look at that mm-hmm. those are not places that are are traditionally very liberal and even in geographic regions like that they're embracing this plant saying hey you know what cannabis has value to add to my life and 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 I'm going to I'm going to consume it and enjoy it
0: yeah man thank god it's it's been a long time Amen. <laughs> Too many uh people that are relying on, you know, other things that are just doing damage in the long run. You know? Absolutely. But, uh Chris, man, um I I really I have one question I kinda like to ask uh, you know, my guests every time uh for the show. Shoot. Um what what I think a lot of my my listeners man would like to hear uh kind of what your morning routine kinda looks like, man. Do you have a routine? Because personally I don't like routines at all. I like spontaneity. I like it to – I like to get up and, you know, just produce. I like to just be productive personally, but, you know – Yeah, I'm the
1: opposite, man. I am a creature of habit, a creature of routine, big, big into discipline. You know, I can be better at it just like, you know, anybody can improve in anything. But my typical Mm -hmm. morning involves getting up around, you know, 515, 530, uh, generally try to get up and do some sort of physical activity, some sort of meditation, some sort of stretching. Uh, I probably have one or two, too many Nespresso's while I'm uh, getting ready. And then I'm a guy that loves to get in the office early. (laughs) Like I've just always been told that, you know, that like get up and grind that whole rise and grind mentality, like get up and start punching. So I like to get into yeah. the office early, generally before anybody else is here, before gosh, the sun's even creeping over the buildings behind you. Uh, and just get plugged in. You know, part of that's because I want to work hard, you know, and never quit. It's a mantra we have in my family, but part of that is 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 due to this opportunity, man. Like it's I, I don't take mm-hmm. it lightly. Uh what a blessing it is to be in this state with this company doing what I do and I get to live out my dreams every day so part of it is I just enjoy the hell out of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis so of course I can't wait to get to work and get started so but I'm am an early morning guy man
0: yeah you know and like you said this this industry makes it so easy to love what you do man i mean like cannabis the culture itself can is just it, it goes across every like a lot of different interests. I mean, video games, um, I mean, education, I mean, uh, you know, in the medical, the, the medical industry, um, uh, there's just so many applications to it, man. And like I can, you can use it to, I, I for instance, I create high, uh, cannabis content on Instagram, but everything relates. Like if I, if I want to create some content about gummies, I can easily make gummies, you know, uh, I could just make it pertain to whatever um is the subject of the of the the piece man it just i absolutely which, love which it is, man. which is which is cool right
1: like we you know i live down in the burbs down in the highlands ranch and even down there in my you know little piece of suburban paradise just even over the last few years you've seen a massive shift and the feelings and thoughts about cannabis, the stigma involved, super common to come to a barbecue in my neighborhood. And, you know, when, when the soccer moms might've been bringing a, you know, a bottle of Pinot before now super common that they're showing up with an open and a district gummy, which, which I mean, sign of the times, but man, what a, what a, what a time to be alive.
0: Yeah, man. And I prefer it that way. Personally, I don't, I don't have it. I don't drink anymore. I don't know about yourself, but you know, other than I, I didn't, you know giving you this information initially but i am a diehard whoa fan, whoa Chris, i know, mean i'm a cowboys
1: that. fan first man. and foremost but we're broncos season <laughs> ticket holders but oh wait. We're, okay. we're in yes, california sir. too so i won't hate on you too much but man you better watch what right. you say chase those are fighting words right? i parts. know it
0: man hey I, i'm a good guy i promise <laughs> well, you're the only raider uh, fan just, that is. i got
1: i'm just kidding <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> man we uh we have a good time with it though man I, that, that's where i get my passion from that's kind of uh you know that's kind of led me in the direction of my life believe it or not man like i don't know it's kind of made me like that underdog story i'm i'm a sucker for that underdog story and that's kind of why I asked you about your, you know, your ventures at Texas Tech, because I just love to hear about, you
1: know, overcoming that. that yeah, man, I mean, look, I screwed um, it up six ways from Sunday, and I don't always get it right, but I, I get it a lot less wrong than I used to, and yeah, and, you you do, man. and it's, uh, it's, uh, that's just part of the, uh, your fabric of life experiences that make us who we are, and you know, I wouldn't be able to enjoy the successes that I had if I hadn't felt the pain of, you know, the, the lows and the failures that I've also experienced in my lifetime, so it just makes that success all Bit more sweeter that's
0: exactly right, well, Chris, I appreciate your time today, man, and uh, I know you guys have a lot of stuff to do, and uh sure I got some time to spend with my babies today, man, and uh, I, I appreciate you, Chris, have a great one, man and uh i hope to you know chat with you guys here in the near future man i know you guys have some cool stuff coming up oh i wanted to ask you 2021 man have you guys have anything on the yeah you
1: know we're expanding into new markets you know we're going to go live in in three to five new markets we've got some exciting new products that we're going to be developing and dropping into the market and uh you know those are probably the two biggest things for us and then just here internally here in Colorado. Uh, We just continue to bring bring new products to market, continue to increase our our leading footprint. So for me, most exciting things are going into new markets, meeting new people, developing new relationships and then constantly introducing them to new forms and innovative innovative ways to, to, you know, to consume cannabis. So that's that's what turns us on
0: awesome well you guys heard it it's chris from um slang worldwide aka open vapes guys you can check them out you can find them in 16 different states like he just like he said um check them out guys they have some high quality cannabis products man of all sorts and shapes uh and chris i really appreciate you again man have a, have thank a great thank you very day, much okay? you do the same. and there you have it guys chris treason owner ceo of slang worldwide aka open vapes man i'm so thrilled he was able to spend some time with me today man and um i hope you guys got some value out of this i, I think chris is a great dude he's super down to earth uh it could be a little bit you know a little bit nerve-wracking going to meet with the owner of a uh, company that's operating in 16 different states man but uh he's super down to earth and very uh very relatable Uh, It was a cool, interesting conversation, man. And I was glad that we were able to sit down for certain. Uh, Thank you guys for checking out the show, man. And you guys can hit me up at Highly Productive Films on Instagram. Hit up Open, man. If you guys have any any questions, it's at OpenVapes on Instagram as well. Um, Otherwise, man, hit subscribe to this channel. I've got some super killer um, interviews coming up, man. I'd like to circle back with some of these business owners I've already met with, man. I've got some funny stuff. I've got some educational stuff, man. and Maybe even some emotional stuff. You guys know how I roll. Um, But thank you guys for checking out this show. We'll catch you next week on the Highly Productive Podcast.